get involved with possessed people. Actually, it's more of a guideline than a rule. And I know what I saw, and that's not what you're telling me what I saw. What's up, everybody? This is Josh. Uh, welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. And Myron is gone again because Myron uh, is a lazy bum. And uh, I think he he, uh, he he must have had something better to do. I don't know what it is necessarily. Maybe it was work or something like that. I don't know. But uh, we wish him well wherever he is uh, listening to the show. And... I have a special guest, as I do, because when Myron's not here, I, I always bring somebody in or call somebody, you know, like we did with uh, with Nash the other day. So, I have my good friend, author, lecturer, and paranormal investigator, Nathan Leet. What's up, bro? Not much. Glad to be here. You sexy bastard. All right. <laughs> so, I have known Nathan for a very long time. Um, we met back in college. And actually, I actually had Mike... On the show a little while ago. Okay. And Mike kind of added me a little bit. It it pissed me off (laughs) just a little bit because I was like, hey, how did we meet? And he said, show choir. And I'm like, God damn it. I'm like, why did you have to do that? I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm happy the fact that I was in show choir, I guess. But God damn it. Like, why do you got to do that? I'm trying to be all like big bad ghost hunter. Talk about my goddamn jazz hands, but whatever. Yeah, you were required. Oh, it was bad. <laughs> but anyway, but anyway. So, um, like I said, met Nathan back in college, and you were working for the newspaper. Yep, the Rover. Yeah, and you got wind of. Uh, yeah, we got little... the uh, the list of new campus organizations, and you'd started the Iowa Western Ghost Hunters Club and. Uh, Greg, the guy who kind of ran the paper and was our faculty advisor, and I were going over the list, and we both kind of go, what the hell is a ghost hunter? Yeah. Because this was back in the day, like, <laughs> we were three episodes into uh, the show Ghost Hunters, I think, at that point. Yeah, it, that actually is probably pretty accurate, because, yeah, this was, I mean, back when ghost hunting wasn't necessarily cool yeah no one really knew what it was it definitely wasn't mainstream by any means no, so no so and then nathan you you followed us on this investigation yep i went and i interviewed you and mike and yeah. then sat in on the organizational meeting oh that was a cluster jump wasn't it a little bit yeah yeah, that, yeah. pretty much any meeting that i'm going to hold is going to be <laughs> Well, it's, it's inevitably like <laughs> 20 minutes of BSing and three minutes of you actually getting stuff done. Right. So. Right. <laughs> you like, really didn't have much to say. Don't even know why you're here. But <laughs> we're going to go find ghosts, guys. Yay. He basically told us, hey, I've got this place in Maryville. Yeah. That it's really messed up. And if you can survive that, you can pretty much survive anything. So I remember that. I went on the investigation pretty much just as an observer and reporter looking for a story. And yeah. then crap started going down. Yeah, I was the, hooked. <laughs> and I mean, the reason why we wanted you on the team, though, so fucking bad, was because number one, you were more skeptical. It was also you know, free PR. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but like, <laughs> but it's like you were skeptical when it came to this stuff. You had more of a level head, you know. Um, I wouldn't but, necessarily say skeptical, but open-minded. That's that's was, a little better. Like, you were just, you were more willing to question shit. And, like, you know, you also had a very large knowledge of, like, UFOs and things like that. Yeah. Which really tickled my fancy. It was, I was always the weird kid in school. Like, in third grade, <laughs> everyone else is reading the Hardy Boys, and I'm checking out books on, like, 
Bigfoot and I, unexplained monsters, all that stuff. I did that shit too. And I, I remember <laughs> sitting there and reading, oh God, it was a whole series of books. True ghost stories or whatever. They always had like really nasty, creepy looking covers on them. Covers, yeah. yeah. They were awesome. Awesome books. Cheesy as fuck stories, <laughs> but really good. Yeah, our library, small town school, we had a bunch of stuff from like the 60s. So it was all like hand-drawn pictures of Bigfoot. Yeah. <laughs> I remember there was this one, it was the story about the hairy hand, which was just this disembodied hand that would attack campers out in the woods or something like that. It's like, oh my God, it's like Thing. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much. It was It was immediately oh, Thing from the Adams family. family. That's good shit. So <laughs> you just had a book drop, man. I did. Uh, basically, it's... I'm kind of a spinoff from when ghost hunting goes wrong because, again, that's where it all started for right, me as well right. as you. So, uh, but I had a little more personal experiences that you basically said I can't even begin to write your side of it. So, well, I was like, you know, <laughs> after I started thinking about it, I was like, that's just your story to tell. You know, I'm like, it's not my my place to to say that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I would highly recommend picking up that book, um, which you can find now on Lulu.com, right? Yep, and I believe also uh, through Barnes & Noble and Amazon. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, BarnesandNoble.com, Amazon.com. So they've got your uh, electronic devices covered, right? Still working on the electronic devices. Those oh, should be, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those should be available soon. Hell yeah. That'll be good, though. But definitely pick up a copy of that book because it's freaking it's it's really good and it's it's very cool how you put the book together, not in like some this happened first, this happened second, this happened third, not, not this chronological shit. Well, and you I mean, did it case by case by case, and I tore it apart probably three or four times. It was good uh, going through it. Just the case by case was the only way I could do it because I've been to some of these places, you know. Well, Workman's Chapel, we were there, what, probably two dozen... We were there almost monthly, at least, yeah, if yeah. not more, through college. Yeah. And then, you know, Villisca, I've been to four times, but it's been spread out over 10, 11 years now. Sure, So, sure. it was trying to do... And they're all kind of interwoven together, but at the same time, you have to keep it... Just, I couldn't get it to work, like, chron- straight chronologically, yeah. so... That'd be a bitch anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely was. So, yeah, the case... When I came upon the the uh, case file idea, that's really what it kind of all came together from there, and I was able to knock it out in about probably about five days, honestly, spread out over a couple months. Damn, man. That's pretty badass, though, honestly. So what about another book? Um, <laughs> like, right now, This I'm, one just came out. Right so. now I'm just trying to get this one uh, kind of promoted and get some copies sold. Got uh, some ideas. It's like, that place we found filming the movie for uh, Quincy's, I think that could yeah. be potentially, you know, it sounds like there's plenty of research to do on it. And Oh, my gosh. A few more investigations. We've had crazy activity there. So here's what happened. Like, this, is, this was awesome. Because we, you know, we started filming this movie, which Nathan was a big part of. And the first night of filming, number one, it was a shitty day anyway. Because I was stressed to the max. But then my father went to the hospital that same day. Um, it was not, it was just, wasn't a very fun experience at all. And, uh, we get to this place that we were supposed to investigate me being the jackass that I am. I, I did some research on this place, yada, yada. And I was like, Hey, they're going to close down at this time. You know, it was like 10 or 11 o'clock at night. I'm like, this might be perfect for us. I believe we were originally told nine. Was yeah. When it was going to close. Was. So we'd have like all night to, to investigate, do our thing and, and hopefully get some really good evidence, uh, for the movie. And we're there. And I didn't even think of the fact that there was a bar area inside of this building as well. Um, attached to the, the cafe section. So the bar in Iowa I mean, they'll they'll stay open till is it two in the morning now? Yep, last calls too. Yeah, usually so, I mean two thirty three by the time everyone's done in the kitchen cleaning up. Right, and all that. right. So I'm like, oh my god, that's our entire night basically just screwed. And I'm like, a lot of people had shit to do the next day, so I couldn't 
ask them to, oh, could you could you stay till three in the morning <laughs> and then we could start filming? Mm-hmm. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> so I'm outside and I'm smoking this cigarette and uh, I talk to this guy and he's like, yeah, I own this place. It's uh, like really haunted. And he was telling me all this. It used to be an insane asylum. It used to be a hospital. It used to be this. It used to be that. And it's like 10,000 square feet. It's freaking huge. I'm like, where is this? hundred some years old. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was like, where the hell is this place? He goes, right across the street. Yeah, it was I was like, like, what? 20 feet up the alley. Yeah, it was amazing. And then I was like, so uh, do you mind signing this little piece of paper <laughs> saying we could uh, go and film there? And he was so cool about it. He was just like, yeah, that's not a problem. This would be great. Save the whole, sh- save that whole night of shooting. Oh, oh my god! Because like, <laughs> we got some insane evidence, and we were that. having stuff happen. What five minutes after yeah, we showed up? Absolutely, it was ridiculous. That place is amazing. Absolutely amazing. The only thing I can compare it to is the, when we went to Velisca the first couple times back in college. Is yeah, and I mean Velisca is routinely you know one of the top ten most haunted places in the country right, or right. whatever. I'm telling you, yeah, this place was definitely intense. And so, you know, since then, you know, I've been in contact with the guy. And I'm like, you know, his ultimate goal is to open it up similar to, like, what Velisca does, you know, with that house or, mm-hmm. like, Eastern State Penitentiary. Rent you it out come for in, the night. Yeah, mm-hmm. rent it out for the night and, and call it a day. That's it. Because he was, like, all concerned, what kind of things do I need to do to this? I was like, oh, don't fucking touch it. <laughs> I go, leave it. Well, and the best part is just the ambience because it oh. hasn't been touched since the half, it was like a halfway home or something like that. It was. And when that got shut down, they just kind of left everything. Like Up there's a left. room full of mattresses and bed frames. Yeah. That's creepy as hell. There's old wheelchairs still there. I mean, all this stuff. And it, I mean, while we were filming at that time, this was in August, mm-hmm. he was still living there. Yeah. We went back. God, I didn't even know what when it was. Would have been like I, September the first time we went back, yeah. I think. But then like uh, I went with the Ghost Files guys mm-hmm. for their season three and he had just moved out. And he literally lives right next door yeah. to it. So he could still keep an eye on the place and things of that nature, but oh my God. I'm like, dude. <laughs> yeah, that place is it's amazing. I haven't walked into a place and got chills like that since, oh, like shit. I said, Maryville or Velisca yeah. are the only things that even come close. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that place was a lot of fun. And like you said, you know, it saved the entire night of filming because everything else would have been just completely contaminated. Oh, yeah. And like you said, we were pro- trying to get like five, ten minutes and we yeah. you probably could have put together an hour or two just on that place just, from what we had. Yeah, easily. We could have done, yeah, at least an hour's worth of, of footage and, and things of that nature just in that place alone, which is amazing. Freaking amazing. But, I mean, overall, it was a, it turned out to be a good night, you know, yeah. for the most part. I was a little nervous <laughs> at <Yeah>. first. <laughs> oh, my God. So, you just got done with the film project mm-hmm. and all that fun stuff. We're hitting the road in, like, spring. We know that. Somewhere in March sometime. Yep. And you got this book now, too. Like, everything has kind of uh, fallen into place. It is. And I'm actually uh, thinking I've got to wait for my work schedule to get a little more settled in just to know for sure what weekends I'm going to have off and whatnot. Yeah. I'm also going to try and put together a couple, like, hosted investigations definitely want to try and go to that place there in Malvern. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know I've got a bunch of friends that are kind of interested and never really done it. And I'm like, that would be an ideal like training location just because oh, you can have, I bet we could put 12 investigators on in there and not be stepping on each other at all. Probably easily and, because the places, I mean, there's an East wing, there's a West wing, you know, I mean, two basements, two basements, the main and, floor has the apartment level and another 13 room wing. Exactly. Which is ridiculous. So, yeah, you could easily fit 12 people in there. Mm-hmm. No problem. So, yeah, I mean, that would be a fun place to host an event. Yeah, and I've been sure. hearing a lot of stories up in Manila, Iowa. There's a place called the Klondike Hotel. Yeah. I'm still kind of looking into that one, but I know there's uh, a couple paranormal groups that have been up there recently. Another one's going actually the same night as my book signing. Nice. 
Uh, so yeah, looking into that as a possibility as well. So that'll be freaking sweet. That'd that'll be, be freaking sweet. Pretty cool. And <sighs> yeah, who knows? Maybe another book down the line eventually. And yeah, well, I have, I have more ideas for another documentary. Okay, if you're interested. I'm always interested. But I can't say it right now. <laughs> Plus, you're also going to think I'm a fucking nut bar when I tell you this. Like, oh, it's yeah. even crazy. If you think, if you think, pal, that Maryville <laughs> and A Brush With Evil was, was crazy, <laughs> you're going to think I'm off my fucking rocker in this one. Well, that's not a big jump. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Nice. Oh, my God. Yeah, I I was talking to Myron about this for about an hour and a half one night, <laughs> doing okay. like this uh, this new idea that I have for a project. But anyway, so right now, what do you have next on your the next big step on your agenda? Well, uh, this Saturday I'm doing the book signing yep. in Omaha, and that's uh, sounds like the. Uh, next millennium bookstore in Omaha is hosting. It sounds like there's a bunch of people interested. Like I put up a couple of flyers yeah. a couple of weeks ago and they said they've had people coming up like almost every day asking about it. So Shit, yeah, dude, uh, they just called me yesterday worried they didn't order enough books and wanted to know if I had any <laughs> on hand. Cause evidently like they were unboxing them at the store and didn't even have them set up in the system yet. And we're already selling copies. I love it. I freaking <laughs> love it. So yeah, that's the next big thing. And then, uh, I just want to get, like, last year we did the movie, and I yeah. did Velisca, and I just want to get more investigations. I'm hoping. Oh, you, know, you can easily do that. Yeah, and I'm hoping more, like, with the book signing, I'll have people come up and say, hey, I've got this place, or, you know, yeah. just trying to get my name out there a little bit at this point. And, and just really, really, really just plug the poop out of your Facebook page, too. Yep, that's, all that fun that's stuff. what I've been doing. So. <laughs> Like yeah. that's the bread and butter. Business cards on the way, hoping they get here by Saturday. Heck but, yeah. Well, uh, who do you use? Is that uh... um Shannon? Does my wife Shannon designed them, and then uh, we've been trying to get quotes from places, and she finally just said the heck with it and went with Vista Print. Oh sure, the other sure. day. So hopefully they get here. <laughs> yeah. Usually they're they're pretty quick for the most part. Yeah, I they think. said the twelfth at the latest, which the signing's the tenth. So hopefully. Oh. Is like right on the edge there. You might be driving to the book signing and have to stop by the post office. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which would be great. That would be great. Oh, my God. But, yeah, man, so you got uh, some events that you're working on, mm-hmm. things of that nature. Um, have you entertained the thought of, like, doing another book? Um. Yeah, like, like I said, the... Uh, I mean, you're always entertaining it, I'm sure, but... Yeah, and it's really just everything's kind of been on hold because at work I've been doing a lot of overtime over the holidays. So now that that's sons settling down a bitches, bit. Sons of bitches. Yeah, got to get the money. Got to get the dollars. <laughs> but yeah, like it. that place uh, we found filming the movies really just like I can't get that out of my mind. Just yeah. what happened that night. and Well, I mean, you know, you're without giving too much away. From mm-hmm. your book, because obviously we want people to buy the book. Without giving too much away, what was your experience in a nutshell at Workman's Chapel? At Workman's? Yeah. Well, the first night we were there, like I said, I was just there kind of an outside observer. Right. And I remember very clearly, like, the cemetery gate wouldn't open. We had Blake, like, standing on it, jumping, <laughs> trying to get the lash to unlock. And it was, like, rusted completely shut. Yeah, it wouldn't budge, man. And then we went around back behind the chapel, and we were trying to do the call of arms for the horsemen that everybody but us has seen. Right. Yeah, supposedly there's a spirit on horseback that rides around the, the grounds of the chapel and cemetery itself. And it's like... Everybody we have ever talked to has seen it except us. Yeah, we haven't yet. Uh, the closest was during the movie. I heard the little clops running down the right. the road after I'd been loudly complaining all day. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! That one, I was just like everyone. Like we interviewed that one guy showed up to do an interview and he started talking. I'm like, seriously, everybody's seen everybody's this. Everybody's seen it. Not us. And yeah, I mean that night I heard the horse galloping down the gravel road with nothing yeah. there but right that's the closest i've come with that and then 
but we were doing the call to arms to try and, I guess, summon the spirit of the horseman. Right, because he was supposedly a uh, a soldier. Yep, of some Civil sort. War soldier was the story. And uh, we're standing back there, and no one's up by – everyone's in the group's back with us, and then that gate opens by itself. And Yeah, that was awesome. And it's – that cheesy horror movie effect <laughs> is exactly what it sounded like. Little, like, <laughs> is, is, it'll make you jump in a theater, but yeah. when you're on top of a hill with the nearest civilization, what ten miles away? Yeah, probably. And you hear that on a clear, <laughs> clear, cloudless moon, full moon night. It's like, what the hell just happened? Yeah. Now you realize, oh shit, I'm, <laughs> I'm in the horror movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And then, uh, so that happens, and we're walking back around front, and that kind of oily black darkness you always see starts forming over the windows, where there's no glass for it to form on, but they're all perfectly lined up with each other. If you're looking in one, you'll look out the one across from it, and you could not see anything in there. We go around front, then we all go in, and we hear the footsteps. Lots and lots of footsteps. Yeah, this... And that held true even throughout our filming. Yeah, like I mean, when I was in my was, ISO session, it's, there were just footsteps pacing back and forth behind me the whole time, yeah. like loud, heavy, thump, thump, thump I mean, footsteps. And let me just say, like for the movie itself, we each did one hour of an isolation session for the movie, and it was fucking terrifying. But what didn't help matters at all was our production crew. Who like to who like to mess with us a little bit? A little bit, yeah. And their whole thing was they were kind of messing with us. If it was our day for the isolation session, they would be in our head the entire day, and it was not fun. Well, like it was it, not fun. <laughs> it just it added that creep factor to it. Well, Brendan tried his damnedest to mess with me, and he does. Oh, he tries so hard. That day, like when I had my ISO session. I'd already had pretty much the worst experience anyone could possibly have in that building. Right. Uh, basically, whatever's down there tried to possess me. Right. And I fought it off. And that's a huge part of the book. Like, just what that was the that like 20 page section. Yeah. Took me probably as long to write that 20 pages as the rest of the book combined. Right. Just because what happened, there's no way to write it without thinking that you sound like a raving lunatic. Yeah, this is a... <laughs> that's something I've noticed. Like, but the thing is, people are... are They're not... Okay, either one, they're going to look at you like you're a fucking nut bar. And number one, like, on that part... We're you, already there. We wrote a book right. on the paranormal. But the thing is, you don't want to... Who fucking cares? Because they're not going to buy your book anyway. Okay? Exactly. They were never going to buy your book. It's the other people. The people that have experienced things mm-hmm. similar to that that are going to buy your book that can relate to shit like that. And that's why you're going to do awesome with this book is because there's more of those. Yeah. Well, and like, uh, so yeah, when Brendan was trying to mess with me the whole time down there, I'm like, (laughs) there is nothing you can say. (laughs) Yeah. That's going to make it worse. And so he stopped saying things though. Yeah, he did. And then he started kind of piddling around. Mm -hmm. He started taking his sweet ass time. Like setting everything up, especially leading right into your eyes. Setting the cameras. I mean, he messed with that stupid camera stand for probably like six minutes while I'm waiting to get this thing started. Oh my god! But yeah, that's the that's the production crew. Yeah, and the we other love them. the They're other great. side of that for me was if I write about being possessed in the book, but then I also kind of had. I came to terms with it and kind of basically had it out with whatever's down there. Exactly. And since then, it hasn't done shit to me. Like, it, whenever I've sensed it and, like, it'll almost run away from me down there. Yeah. So. Um, it's funny because, you know, you and I have similar experiences mm-hmm. here because, you know, the whole movie, the whole premise is, you know, for, like, closure, basically, yeah. for us. In this fucking place. What's funny about it is the production crew and like Summer, who oh, was. Oh, like, Summer thought we were nuts. Like she, she thought we were absolutely crazy. And then she walked into this place and she changed her tune really quick. That was one of my favorite things about filming the movie was she was openly mocking us, like yeah. saying, you know, demons don't exist. 
uh, you guys are nuts. This place is just a falling down building. Right. And that was the afternoon before we started filming. Yes. By the third night out of five, she was asking us about, was this an Indian burial ground? Was there some kind of curse on the place? But I tell you, man, like <laughs> they have, you know, summer, very much so a summer and the production crew have all had very strange things happening, happening to them since, since we filming. stopped. Well, you know. and just even, I mean, I'm sure you've talked about all the crazy stuff that happened leading up to production with you and everyone else involved. And- you know what I started doing? Is I would just take out if this this whole movie thing has been it's been fucked since Jump Street. Okay, <laughs> we've known this. Like it's just been screwed. And you know that was even true when I was writing the book. Mm-hmm. And things were happening. Like there was a very active force at play that did not want the book or the movie to to happen. Yeah. And it was just bizarre. Like literally 24 hours before the crew was to arrive in Iowa, 50% of that crew disappeared. Quit. They just flat out quit. No rhyme nor reason, quit. That was it. Well, and it was all like no notice like you said. Zero notice. Just ridiculous shit. Oh, hey, I'm not going to be able to make it on. Yep, that was on it. the film tomorrow. Can't come. Sorry, can't come. <laughs> Click. That was it. But I mean, so uh, what I started doing was I would take out my phone because this was happening weeks prior to filming. Um, but I would take out my phone and I would just start doing video diaries at one minute, two mm. minutes, whatever. This is what's going on. Most of them, I look like hell. Like, it is hilarious. Well, I don't think you slept for six months. I still, to- <laughs> I still don't sleep. It's crazy. It's like, you know, I figured, hey, once the movie's shot, I'll be able to sleep. No. Nope. <laughs> because now you got to edit the damn thing. And then I'm like, hey, maybe once it's edited. And then I'm like, no, because now we have a film tour yeah. that we're planning. What really got me, though, with the stuff for me leading up to the movie was you and I were investigating that dirt road outside of town here a little bit. Yeah. And we saw that shadow that the only other time I'd saw that shadow was the night I was almost possessed. Right, exactly. And it acted like it kind of tipped his hat to us, like game on, and then just and glided then off gone. in the bushes. Yeah. And that was fucking terrifying. That dropped me to my knees. That was, Because that was an event that I was doing, wasn't it? Yeah, it was uh, the new investigator training or whatever. I don't know what the hell it was. But it was like you, me, Lori, uh and Gloria. Gloria and I can't remember Ron. Ron was there for a bit. Yep. Yeah, he was. Now now Shannon was there too. Yeah, Shannon your, was there your too. Wife. She was up the hill. <laughs> <laughs> She's back there like, You sons of bitches. Leave me out of this. <laughs> but yeah, oh, it was you, God. me, and Lori down at the bottom of the hill because we thought we'd seen a shadow from top of the hill and we walked down there. That's right. And all of a sudden that shadow's just standing in the middle right of the there. road, kind of just looking at us. Some jacked up shit and that seeing that road in itself is got a jacked up past oh yeah oh my god like a murder happened out there two suicides i mean just bizarre stuff and the, right after the guy murdered the dude mm-hmm. he drove to a, a town about how about a half hour away and then killed himself yeah so which got ugh. four deaths connected with yeah and it's just this mile stretch of dirt road out in the middle of nowhere yeah and i mean it's dirt road like oh it's nasty but it's got this gigantic canopy of trees towards just the top arches that, clear over oh, the top man it is spooky it is freaking spooky <laughs> yeah. oh my god but yeah and so i don't know what the hell were we talking about i have no idea at this point Fuck it. It's gone. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter anymore. It doesn't even matter. Fuck it. We're having fun. Exactly. I digress a lot. It happens. I'm I'm just as bad. It's like... It's like, oh yeah, do you remember this shit? I do that a lot. God damn it. But yeah, and then... I think we were talking... Were we talking about the book or what comes next or... Yeah, yeah, that's what we were talking about. Yeah, and pretty much right now is... I've got some ideas for stuff, but I don't have anything really yeah. concrete yet. Like, obviously, the next big step's finishing up the ebook versions, <sighs> which I just need a day that I'm not doing anything for once and which, honestly, that done. Between you and your wife, you're both computer savvy more so than I. 
but you'll be able to knock it out. Yeah. No problem. I had to fucking pay somebody to do it. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> you hear money. You make it better. <laughs> but yeah. And it's, God. So I just need to do, need to get that done. And then I'm going to try and get on some other radio shows once I, ha- I figure I'll wait till the ebooks are ready because that's oh, probably yeah, where sure. most of the sales are going to come from th- from that. So yeah, absolutely. Everybody's got the goddamn tablets. Everybody's got a tablet nowadays. I have a tablet, but my daughter steals it all the time. <laughs> my daughter scares me, so I give her the tablet. So you had a second one. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> have another kid, they said. It'll be fun, they said. <laughs> now, most of the time, Ellie actually will just sit like in her little car seat or in her pack mm-hmm. and play or whatever, like right here in this little studio area while Myron and I do this. So... <laughs> For most of the time, on most shows, you can hear Ellie in the background just like cooing and con, sometimes just screaming bloody murder. <laughs> but it happens. It happens. So I, I've done the show. I've literally, like, when we were doing, like, the Neil Adams interview, mm-hmm. I had a bottle in one hand with my daughter <laughs> and trying to have a conversation with Neil fucking Adams. <laughs> like, this is good. This is good stuff. The joys from working working from home. That's what it is. But yeah, Really excited for the movie coming up. I've got like people at work have been honestly most of my book sales have been my coworkers at this point. Yeah, and that's the way it's going to be, man. Coworkers but, and family, and then you're going to branch the fuck out. Yeah, and coworkers. I mean, they've been super supportive. Like, uh, constantly asking me, "Hey, what's going on with this?" And they help. Had several of them help me switch out weekends to film the movie back that's in badass. August. That's badass. So yeah, when I told them that you'd said it's coming out in March, there's a lot of people like, "Where's it showing? When's it showing?" Lot, yeah, yeah. We're still trying to figure that out. I, because uh, I've got one place that I really wanted to use in Omaha, mm-hmm. and that was a place called Film Streams downtown, uh, because it's fucking awesome there, you know, and it's an actual theater. And, and all they this do a lot of indie movies. They do and a shit movies. Yes, the bitch of it is, is since we are. I mean, that is one thing about this movie that will always remain is we are one hundred percent independent. We will always be one hundred percent independent. We don't, you know, we will get the money on our own. We will figure out all this bullshit on our own. Well, like they use the term shoestring expression. I don't even think we got a whole shoestring to work oh, with. It was- <laughs> we have so many shots, though, that upped the production value. I'm not going to tell anybody what it actually costs <laughs> to make the movie, but we'll just let people guess from now on. So, but yeah, I wanted to go with film streams. Um, and you know, I, I'm I want to keep ticket sales cheap, ten bucks mm-hmm. a piece, something like that. You know, like really cheap, um, and you know, comparable to what they would spend on an actual movie ticket. Exactly. You know, just going out on a Friday night. Um, the bitch is like to rent this theater. It was like fifteen hundred dollars, and that was for the small theater. Oh jeez! <laughs> like, oh my god! Unless we wanted to show it at like three o'clock in the afternoon, yeah. on like a Sunday. <laughs> or a Wednesday or some shit like that. I'm like, that's not going to work. No. It's just not going to it's not going to happen. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's what we're dealing with right now. So I might have to find a new location yeah. because I want to <laughs> I want to try to make money on this. Yeah. Like I, I it's a weird concept. <laughs> but I'm going to try to make a little money on this. And we'll see how it works <laughs> if at all. It maybe at least break even <laughs> on what we've already spent on the goddamn movie. But anyway, so that's what I'm dealing with. Bunch of shit. <laughs> but anyway, oh my god. So yeah, man. Um I wanted I wanted to ask you your thoughts. This is completely all right, opposite because that's what I do. <laughs> your thoughts on aliens. I want to I want to know um, Are they out there? I think we know space is too big that to yeah. say that I, I whether they're out there or not, I think you have to keep an open mind on the possibility that they're out there. Sure. I mean, the nearest star is, you know, inconceivable miles away from us. Yeah. And that's the closest one. And, we know, it's just so big. There's got to be at least the possibility of other life out there. And we keep finding like just the other week they found you know, actual water on Mars, which is so jacked up. 
But and yeah, that even if oh. it was just you know microscopic amounts hidden in a rock somewhere, that's still enough for a microscopic organism to live in. Yeah, that's life. I mean, that is. I mean, brass tacks of everything that is life. So yeah, is you know I I don't claim that I've ever seen a UFO or right. But I think the possibility is definitely there. Uh, there's also a really interesting idea that I've come across in a couple books that aliens, you know how we didn't really start seeing UFOs as UFOs until sci-fi came around. Oh, yeah. In the 50s and 40s. Right. Well, there's a theory that, you know, back in medieval times it was elves and part of that, what if these nature uh, theory I've read, what if these nature spirits just adapt to whatever the pop culture of the time oh, is shit. to show to us. So that's why, you know, we had elves and fairies in medieval times. Right. We had, you know, in the dark ages, there were werewolves or whatever. 50s sci-fi starts coming around. All of a sudden, there's flying saucers in the sky. So when is Robert Pattinson just going to start popping up and <laughs> sparkling everywhere? <laughs> <laughs> But no, I would I would hop on board with that. So yeah, I mean, alien, I've been, extraterrestrial life. I think there's got to be something out there. Just it's just too damn big for us to be the only rock lucky enough to have right, life. Right. And I I would agree with that. Like somewhere out there, there is you know what we live in what's called like the Goldilocks zone. Mm-hmm. You know, the perfect distance away from our sun. You know, somewhere else out there. Well, there and again, in the be. last couple of years, they've found a couple exoplanets that fit. That would kind of. That fit that Goldilocks zone. Wow. So. And I mean. Uh, God damn it. So, yeah, whether there is or not, I think you you're in, you have to keep an open mind to the possibility at least being out there. It scares the shit out of me. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. It does. Because I, I enjoy the idea that aliens are out there. But it does scare the shit out of me because you don't know what they want. You don't know yeah. what their their intentions may be. What do you think about if they you know are we in your in your opinion will we ever be visited and in in a public way? Will we know about it as a public as a human race will we be visited in our lifetime? In our lifetime? Yep. I Say the possibilities there, but I publicly they'd have to. Oh fuck! The only the scariest part about that is to me the only way we'd know about it is if it's a war of the world situation, which again because scares me. The government. Well, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, there's no way just because in order even just to keep chaos from one one alien showing up and walking the streets in New York would be shit. Exactly. So that's you know. Yeah, here comes a whole fleet. <laughs> the, it, there's no way the public in, at large would ever know about it. If any, whatever government, I don't care if it's the island of Tonga's government, there's sure. small s- s- small government to U.S., Russia, is going to be kept under wraps just for crowd control, basically. Right. And I know, like, even here in the United States... Um, and a guy, uh, John Podesta, mm-hmm. I think was his name. Um, and he was really, really pushing for the government to uh, release, you know, certain information regarding, you know, contact and things of that nature. Area 51. Oh, whatnot. my God. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. I mean, now mm-hmm. we've got people dying off left and right who are doing these, like, deathbed confessional type videos and then they're just, they tell the truth and then they fucking leave this world, man. That's what they do. And it is ridiculous some of the things that are coming out of these people's mouth. Like, it is absolutely mind-boggling. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, I don't know. There was a whole thing on Area 51. Um, yeah, look that shit up. Uh, it's on YouTube. But, I mean, this was a very well done, I mean, it was a film crew and a interviewer and everything. I mean, hmm. this was well done. And this guy... Absolutely, I mean, came to me like came off to me as zero bullshit, mm-hmm. like absolutely one hundred percent truthful. So it was it was very interesting to see. So I would suggest like doing a little 
YouTube search for that shit. Yeah, what terrifies me about aliens is you have guys like Stephen Hawking saying, if we find out about it, we aren't going to want to know because they're going to wipe us out. Exactly. Uh, he's and also saying Stephen that Hawking. about, and he's also saying that about artificial intelligence. He, there was just an article <laughs> a couple of weeks ago where he said artificial intelligence is going to be what ends ends the world. I'm like. I've there's been all, saying that since there's I was all like the 15. advertising Marvel needs for Ultron coming up. But. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, but I mean, oh, and it's stuff like that, man, because it it scares me. God damn it! Like I'm, I already have a big enough problem with computers. Like this, we know this, <laughs> we know this, okay. But at the same time, it's like you watch a movie like I Robot or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. That's not fucking cool. That is not fucking cool. <laughs> These robots are here to help us. Anyway, Myron and I did a show on that, too. <laughs> I freaking sat there and peed myself the entire time because I was nervous. God. But, like, what do you think as a... I don't know. So many people out there, let me say this. So many people out there are like, oh, yeah, we can handle the truth. No, we can't. I don't think so either. I, I'm like, bullshit. I think Tom, Tommy Lee Jones said it best in Men in Black. <laughs> a person is smart. People are dumb, panicky animals, and you know it. Yes. And that's, that is one thing that I've said for years, is one person by themselves can be a fairly intelligent human being. Mm-hmm. You can sit down with that person. You can talk about whatever. You put that exact same person in a group of five, six, seven people, instant moron. Well, and look at just investigations we've done. Is look at me. Yeah, exactly. How many like, people, Jesus. when there's three or four of us, will have a great investigation? <laughs> and we've been on some with, what, like 12, 15 oh, of us in the in the old group yeah, in that, college? And it happened. was just stampedes. Yeah. That, uh, that, was one, that was one fond memory that I have, is the first time, <laughs> the first time we ever set foot in the Velisca Axe murder house. <laughs> and... You and I were downstairs. In the kitchen. Yeah, we were in the kitchen. Because we claimed the space heater because we're smart like that. That's right. <laughs> and damn it, I was chilly. But uh, this was when the train was rolling through town. and you could The hear double train. The, the double train, right. And you can hear this thing. And I mean, it's fairly close. The tracks are fairly close Half mile, to the house. Maybe. maybe, yeah. And so we're sitting there, and there was this this theory that... You know, the train going through town would then initiate the um, the haunting or the active, the, the active replay. The, right, exactly. So, so there we are, and the train starts coming through, and that's when shit started getting creepy. Like mm-hmm. it really did. And our friend Blake, like the air just started getting heavier, oh and the temperature drops that night. I mean, it was a cold night to start with, right, but right. But like the in the entire mood of the house mm-hmm. just shifted, and I mean quick, and that's when shit started happening. <laughs> we hear Blaking James up in the attic, yeah, up in the attic, and we hear this gigantic thud. Just shook the whole house. <laughs> then we hear my brother say, "Oh shit!" Like that, <laughs> and then we hear this. All these people just running their asses right out the door and. There's Nate and me standing at the door, just watching them go through. Just boom, I was holding the boom, door boom, open, boom. I think, for him. That screen door was not going to stop some of those people. <laughs> Quite the gentleman. But oh my God. It was the funniest fucking thing because we were rolling. We had a recorder Audio going. recorder going. <laughs> and then you just, you picked it up and you go, and that was the 3 a.m. train or something like that. Just end of recording. That was the best. Oh my God. That was so funny. that place was amazing though i mean that was a lot of fun and we because back in the day you know we had that like we were talking about earlier we had that that organization on campus we Mm. were recognized on campus as an actual group they paid for us to go the second time they gave us fucking money (laughs) for whatever reason we had to do we had to do community service yeah now all we had to really do was serve people some shit, you know, and things like that. We Show up at a couple campus lunches or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and it was super easy. Like, for what, the amount of money they gave us for the work we put well, into it. Well, it was like the group as a whole had to do 20 hours or something like that. So we had six people show up for yeah. two, three hours, and it was done. And it was so easy. It was so easy. But it was a lot of fun, dude. But we took that money, and that's what, you know, 
paid our way into the Velisca house for the first mm-hmm. time. Because we're like, fuck it, we're a paranormal investigative group. Well, and Let's we had the go. campus van, school advisor <laughs> yeah, drove us. That's awesome. <laughs> I remember that. That was the best. Oh, my God, that was the best. <laughs> but, yeah, those first two nights, I mean, I've been there a couple times since, and nothing, I mean, we've had, I've had bursts of really strong activity. Yeah. But nothing all night long, like, especially that first night we were there with the group was probably the craziest I've ever been in that oh, house. Man. It was awesome. Like we had the cats throwing themselves at the doors, and yeah, that was a little that weird. was weird. And and then, then what else? Uh, I mean, there was a whole bunch of shit that happened. We had know. the ball rolling around upstairs. Yeah, that was awesome. You had some messed up dreams with the cold medicine passing out on the couch. Yeah, I was high as a kite <laughs> on on cold medicine because I was sick and it pissed me off because we had been looking forward to this for months. You know, well, since the group started, that was like our big goal was yeah get to the axe murder house. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> this is crazy. This is freaking crazy. But it was a lot of fun. I mean, college was a blast. We should go back. Yeah. We should go back to college. Well, and specifically, I mean, I was only at Iowa Western that one year, and that's still probably my favorite year of college I had. A- a- ask your ask your wife. Shannon. What? Can he go back to college with me? We'll, we'll get a dorm room. We'll get a dorm room together. <laughs> she going to say no? She's going to say no. Yeah, she's going to say, say no. no. <laughs> I don't even know what we'd study. Oh, we didn't study before. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah, it's fine. You, you would study, you would study beer. I studied, I studied writing about ghosts for the newspaper. You know, I never drank. I never drank, though. Yeah, neither of us really drank when no. we were in college that, now, at James, that point. James anyways. and Mike did. Well, yeah. All the time. Oh, that was the... Uh, I did nothing. I sat that. on my ass. I played a lot of Tiger Woods. Yeah, we played a lot. Well, we worked. We were, we were at work when everyone else was drinking at the front desk. That's true. Nate and I were RAs. Yeah, we, so, okay. God well, Here I was we go like again. your assistant Here... RA. Right. right. I just worked the desk and had a room to myself. So. Well, oh, <laughs> I tell you. So here's another, yeah, here's another thing for my past. As well as being a show choir member, I was also an RA, a resident advisor. <laughs> God. I remember that time. That was fun because I yeah. would just, you always had to have these meetings with the people on the floors. And I was like, okay, look, here's the deal. I'm like, I don't give a shit what you do. Like, as long as I can't see it, smell it, or hear it, whatever, do it. Well, and we had all care. the athletes on our floor too. So yeah, you like it'd be you'd grab me, and then we'd grab the cop <laughs> yeah. whenever we had to go do something. Oh, I'm like come on, Mister Police Officer, you're bigger than me. Let's go. <laughs> you remember when we used to fight the cops? We used to fight them and say we could like take them on and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Then he took out his billy club thing or his an asp. Yeah. The thing's hurt. <laughs> it hurts really bad. That one night he beat the shit out of Mike. That was great. That was great. I mean, this was all in good fun, mind you. Like, yeah, this I wasn't mean, like us like challenging police officers. No, no this we, was a good We fun. were joking around with him because it was 2 a.m. and what else are you going to do, basically? Beat the hell out of college kids. I'm like, look, you can beat us up right now or you can go to the bar and beat up college kids. It's your choice. <laughs> I played a lot of a lot of Tiger Woods down at the front desk with the police officers. That shit was so much fun. I don't even have time to play video games anymore. This yeah. is what sucks. This is sad. Well, and you had a question. What? Oh, well, I just just going to say I don't know. The entire time I've been listening, you haven't actually mentioned the name of the book. You just oh, see, to it as the book. Oh, yeah. So Nathan ha- does have a book that we've been referring to this entire as time the as the book. It's called "The Spirits That Haunt Me." Is what you're going to want to search for. Damn, man! I tell you what. Yeah, I'll put in a special note to. I'll put in a special note just in case people don't make it this far into the podcast. <laughs> Edit that to the front. That's a great idea. <laughs> That's a great idea. I'm going to do that. I'm going to put in this special little PSA. See, this right is why I have her with me. No, I do the same thing. <laughs> I have to take my wife fucking everywhere with me because she is the only person that can keep me on track or on focus. Yeah, especially like this when oh. we get BS and it's... Yeah. Well, <laughs> right. You should see her. Like, um, you've got, You guys have come to a couple of my lectures. Oh, yeah. She's always the one in the back, and she'll, like, throw up hand signals and things like that. It's like a fucking pitcher and catcher. Like, we have this system worked out. It is amazing. 
She's like, fucking wrap it up. Well, and honestly, the night she was on set were the smoothest nights we had the whole time we I'll were filming. I'll give you that. She, uh, yeah, she's good at shit like that. Because it's not like Brendan and Connor are any better at not getting sidetracked than the rest of us were. Oh, so. shit. We did a radio show with them, too. That was fun, but <laughs> god damn it. I don't know how much we actually got accomplished, but whatever. It's fun. It's all in good fun. That's why we do it. <laughs> But yeah, I definitely have to take my wife fucking everywhere. Well, Otherwise, it just doesn't happen. Back to Iowa Western, yeah. I just got thinking, if I hadn't been a part of the Ghost Club, I would not have stayed there after that first night. I would move back home and given up my dorm room. <laughs> yeah. When we had, because I had a haunted dorm room at Iowa Western, basically. Which was amazing. Which I do write about in the book as well, just because... <laughs> Shit was amazing. Living with a ghost was interesting. Oh. <sighs> But yeah, the first night, I mean, since I was working the desk and we had we had to do basically in-service meetings for a week before everyone came back. Right. And that first night there, I've got something like I'm in laying in bed trying to go to sleep and I've got something rustling papers over on my desk. Yeah. Dude. And like knocking around my room. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell is going on? Oh my god. And I try ignoring it. I go down, start talking to you. Yeah. And then I leave. And it went down and started bugging you. I remember that. I mean, we were up that whole night just screaming at this thing eventually. <laughs> I believe finally about 4 a.m. I'm like, okay, this, you know what? You're obviously just making noise. You're not going to hurt me. Let me sleep and you can stay here chill. I don't care. Just yeah, don't mess with me when I'm doing homework and don't mess with me when I'm sleeping. We got along great that semester. And I was just going to say that. Like, honestly, do you think that... That that would be, um, you know, kind of the easiest way for people out there who yeah, are I, dealing with shit, you know? Just basically tell it in the nicest way possible. Mm-hmm. Just to kind I of mean, piss off a little it, bit it, or what? If it's an actual ghost, like one of the things I go into in my book is there's ghosts, there's nature spirits, there's demons. You kind of got to know what you're dealing with. Right. And if it's a ghost... It used to be a person. Treat it like a person. Treat it like a person. Exactly. However, every person is a little different. Every ghost is a little different. So you kind of, I mean, I figured since it's in a dorm, it's probably a college kid like us, you know. Which I I do believe it was. Yeah. And, well, yeah, knowing the story after talking to you, right. he's probably the guy that lived in the empty room between us that died over break. He did die over break. It was crazy time and so yeah it's like i mean i wouldn't have the the most noticeable he'd be is like i'd be doing homework all of a sudden my tv would turn on and flip to espn oh nice or yeah it's either (laughs) usually either espn or comedy central that's badass and like i'd shut my lights off to go down to work the desk from midnight to four and come back up and my lights are on is it was just stuff like that for the most part but I remember that night then that we actually started to actively investigate one night though. Oh yeah, in your room, and it uh, that was when the lights were actually flickering. Like we basically traced the outline of a someone reclining yeah. on my futon. It was ridiculous with the K two. That was, was awesome, freaking awesome. Oh my god, I love this stuff. I love this stuff. What got, do you got a note here. Uh, got a note when we were talking about. Uh, how jacked up everything was you writing the book and uh, what happened to my editors when they were editing my oh, book. Oh, yeah. That was that was messed up. Like The book, by the way, the book is titled The Spirits That Haunt, Haunt Me by Nathan Lee. You got to check this shit out. <laughs> anyway, so. Anyways, so yeah, I, I finally got the book written and I sent it off to one of my former newspaper editors uh, to edit and a friend who's edited some books out on the east coast right and mm-hmm. i get a uh talk to jeff one of my editors friday night he's like hey i just finished your book i've got a couple things to do in the morning i'll have it to you by end of the day tomorrow that would have been saturday monday i still haven't heard anything from him and i just sent him a text saying hey did you send that i don't know whether it didn't come through I get a reply and he goes yeah sorry i kind of uh broke an ar- arm in both legs yeah and Jeff's the kind of guy, if something legit had come up and he just ran out of time, he still would have said something stupid like that. And I go, are you serious? He goes, yeah, I've got three casts on right now. 
he's, so crazy. He, he's a half hour away from home. He goes, I was going to go home, finish my last edits, send it off. You would have had it an hour later. Yeah. Walking across the street. He says, walking across the street, I'm like, shit, you got hit by a car, <laughs> didn't you? Because, <laughs> I mean, how else do you break, you know, have fractures in two legs and a wrist? Falling in a fucking manhole? Like, yeah. I don't know, dude. No, he goes to just step up on the curb. Yeah. And somehow trips, ended up just spraining his ankle and cracking his wrist. Right. But still, is like, when he caught himself. Broke a lot of shit. So I'm like... <laughs> Well, and my first editor said, yeah, I could do it. And then a month later, just he'd taken a second job and never even looked at it. I remember that. I remember having these conversations with you over the phone. Yeah. So then I sent it to my friend out on the East Coast. She works on it one night, leaves it open, saves some edits. She's going to come back, work on it first thing in the morning. Goes back. Her file's corrupted, and her computer refuses to open it. It's trying to do, like... Weird stuff like using a program that's not even associated with the file to open it. Yeah. Nothing. See, it's funny. It's it's freaking <laughs> funny because you this is the exact same bullshit that I'm talking mm-hmm. about. It's it's those little It's things. like living through the freaking omen. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just, so it's like now, everyone associated with it. Yes. Just having random shit happen to them. I had an editor once. <laughs> at one point. Now if you and if you read like my first book or whatever, it was it was edited. The first half of it, I should say, mm-hmm. was edited. <laughs> the night after she'd made notes on the first half of it, she was held down in bed by an unseen force that she couldn't see, and it was like choking the life out of her. She's like, oh shit! It was choking her. I'd heard that. <laughs> she fucking quit. Then the next day, uh, regardless, <laughs> that'll she, happen. She quit, and I was you know pressed for time. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> we got to get this shit done. So I made the the necessary corrections or whatever for the first half, and then you know that was just kind of rolling with it. Fuck, I roll with everything. (laughs) I don't even care. But yeah, that's the exact same type of bullshit that I'm talking about. Like it's those little nuisance things that just happen. Oh, it's a pain in my ass. It's not enough to get you to quit doing it, but it is really frustrating. (laughs) That's just it, and it it almost motivates me more. To piss off whatever it is that's trying to mess with you, I'm like, okay, now mm. I'm just gonna do it just to spite you and just to piss you off even more. You know, because like, you're a jackass. I am like a that. jackass. <laughs> it a works jackass. well for this field. Yes, now. I'm a jackass and I'm a dick sometimes, but that's what happens. You know, so fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> just whatever, whatever. So anyway, so here's here's the deal. Tell people right now where where they can find. All your stuff. All uh, things Nathaniel Leet. <laughs> He's like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> well, Brush with Evil is available at Lulu.com, Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, and coming soon, e- e-formats. Uh, oh, no, no, no. That was my book. Oh, yeah, Brush with Evil is your book. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. The Spirits That Haunt Me is also available on all of those and coming soon in e-formats. <laughs> Uh, otherwise, mostly I don't really have a website yet other than I use Facebook for everything. Yeah. Uh, I've got an author, uh, one of the like pages set up. Just search Nathan Lead Author. It should pop right up. Yeah. Uh, been putting all my events and plugging like the book bookstore or uh, book signing. Yep. Going retarded after talking. It happens. <laughs> it's talking to me. That's what happens. You're around me, and then, yeah, <laughs> shit starts getting loopy. I'm telling you, man. But, yeah, for the most part, uh, look me up on Facebook. I'm on Twitter, at Nathan Le- at Nathan Leet Books. Sweet. Uh, pretty much Twitter's just whatever I post on Facebook. I'll really t- links I over do that. to Twitter, yeah. too. So. Yeah. And, honestly, in this day and age, man, mm-hmm. I, the oh. website, you know, having a website itself. Yeah. It's almost. You can also shoot me an email, NathanLeetBooks at gmail.com. Shit, yeah. And Lee is L-E-E-T-E. Gets right. messed up a lot, so. Yeah. But definitely check out Nathan Lee on, on Facebook and Twitter. And uh, shoot him shoot him a line, man. Give him, give him a shout and uh, ask him some questions, things of that nature. But also go to Lulu.com, L-U-L-U.com, Lulu, and 
go buy The Spirits That Haunt Me because you're not going to regret it. I swear to God, it is one of the best books that you're going to read this year, guaranteed. So go check that shit out. Nathan, what else you got? Anything? Uh, pretty much it right now. I can't, can't really think of anything. I, I can't think, period. Well, yeah, we both got that going on. So, uh, like I said, I'm not sure how soon you'll be posting this, but uh, Saturday the 10th, I'll be at Next Millennium Bookstore in Omaha, just north of Maple on 93rd Street. Hell yeah. Uh, noon to four, doing a presentation for about an hour from noon to one, and then signing from one to four there. Sweet. You're going to have a fucking ball with that, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about that. It sounds like they're expecting a really good turnout. So. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. And like I said, everybody go check him out. Nathan Leet, L-E-E-T-E. Go check that out. Go find him <laughs> on Facebook. Go find him on Twitter. And everybody have a good rest of the day or night or whenever the hell you're listening to this. And stay well. Bye. Thanks.